Welcome to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I'm Daniel with my co-host here, Matthew. Um, dude, how you doing? Oh, it's been good. It's been a, a late, well, not a lazy Sunday, but a late start on a Sunday. But uh, anyway, it's been a good week. You guys been in anything this week? Had a good week? Uh, yeah, it's been busy. Um, people trying to go back to school and the such. Trying to get them more money and things of that nature. Oh, so, I didn't think about it. That's probably your busy time then, huh? Yeah. It's uh, the week. Um, classes start in a couple weeks. So it's, yeah, just a lot of people. Nice. Building a lot of people. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. Uh, really, really good week. I actually had a, um, uh, both my kids playing football, so started that yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Um, proud Papa. Uh, both of them did good, so uh, it's a lot of fun to sit out there and watch. But um, So, yeah, man, good on my end. Summer's wrapping up, though, as I get closer and closer, going back to school. Wife's a teacher. I think she's got one more week off before she starts uh, – uh, starts back and having to get ready for uh, students and then the kids have a couple more weeks so we're winding down but it's like I told them you gotta be glass half full that just means you're closer to next summer <laughs> but, yeah or people like us who <laughs> yeah, don't have a summer yeah our summer is work. yeah I've so, got 17 more years before my summer break so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh nonetheless man we told you guys when we uh, left off last week that um uh this week would be a uh surprise we didn't we usually tell you most times we tell you at the end of the episode what we'll talk about the next week uh we didn't um so uh, we had to plan something and planning we did uh got up with matthew or matthew uh this morning about podcasting and matthew dropped a great idea per usual on us and uh, but before that dude we had a little homework Mm -hmm. what was that uh yes uh, we did uh this was announced uh Figured we'd uh, listen to Lauren Daigle. Yep. Uh, this was a, this was our was an at random one because uh, she's working on a new album. So she had a single that was uh, charted or you know you know a big deal. Um, so it's one of those that uh, you know we chose at random. But again, it's because she's popular. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, so again, Lauren Daigle, a little bit of history. Um, so she's an American contemporary Christian music singer and songwriter. Um, she released her debut album in 2015. It reached number one on the Billboard Top Christian Albums chart. Um, it's been certified platinum, and she has three number one singles. And of course, the uh, Billboard Christian Airplay chart as well. Born in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. And like I said, she kind of got started in 2010. And then obviously she's kind of been doing it ever since. She's immensely popular. Um, I've heard some of her stuff in movies and uh, TV shows. I think her biggest songs are You Say and Rescue. Um, she has 6.5 million monthly listeners. So she is immensely popular. Yeah. Um, so uh, for me, I have heard of her. My wife's a little bit of a fan. Um, and like I said, she just, you know, she's, she is popular and, uh, anyway, so have you is coming into it, any history, any idea? No, I didn't. I really didn't. I have no, uh, no history of her at all going into this. Um, and man, let me say, I, and of course, any, anybody who's been listening for, 
any time at all knows that we're both Christians, of course. So I just want to start off by saying that because, uh, um, is this, is it sounds bad in my mind what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. My first thought is how um, someone as a, as attractive and uh, talented um, cannot be like, uh, you know. I guess uh, gone past even Christian and done like being in the pop world or country, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah. uh, she's so a very, very pretty lady. I'm mean, I think she's what thirties, uh, uh, yeah, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. 30s, yeah. So, uh, but very pretty, um, uh, very talented. Um, uh, her stuff was fine. Like it was, it sounded like, um, you know, what you'd hear on the radio. Um, you know, I'll say, cause she is kind of the corner of the Christian. Cause there's like the, the contemporary Christian singers that, I'll say I'm not a fan of right. because it, it, you know, well they do not that I don't like them for this reason, but sure. they do like mention God and Jesus and yeah. singing about songs about him. It's just that stuff doesn't sound. It sounds it's only sound like Christian music and it, it and it just doesn't. Um, I don't know. I have like a weird relationship with that sort of music. I know I do too. It's almost like um, <laughs> all right, uh, the Christian lyrics, and this, of course, I'm a Christian, so it's not the lyrics per se, but it's all the same. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's like they have a sound. Doesn't matter yeah. who the group is, it's always they have a very distinct sound, almost a way of singing. Almost. That's a good point, dude. It's almost like when you hear a Christmas song, you know it's a Christmas song. You know, yeah. like you hear a Christian song, you know it's a Christian song. Uh, now the rock Christian rock's the worst, um, you know, because it's very creedish, um, you know, got a sound to it. Um, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, man, she's talented. I, I hate. I know I do that a lot with these. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to be glass half full. She's talented, and uh, well, and it sounded like the stuff you hear on radio, but uh, it's just. I can't get over the the. It feels like, uh, and I know it sounds terrible. The Christ, a lot of these Christian songs, it feels like they force the Christian lyrics into the songs. Well, it's not because I mean, obviously, I understand people make money on living. Sure, but it's almost feels like it's almost like uh, a rock band sings about like hairspray and drugs and women. <laughs> yeah, right. But then there, that's all they sing about. Yeah, hairspray, drugs, and women. Yes, it's not like you know, like. And it's weird, like every Christian song is about Jesus, which is, you know, <laughs> great, but which yeah, is, which is true, but it's also a weird, like, you know, weird, almost like it's not almost forced on us. Yes. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, so that's kind of my opinion of contemporary Christian in general, but with hers, I'll say, cause there are the artists that I can mention that mention Jesus a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the focus of the songs. But right. then there's those that they almost cheat by not saying Jesus. Like it could be fill in the blank of whatever higher power technically right like like striper most of their music doesn't mention jesus yeah like there's there's a there are a couple songs um but but overall they don't really mention like jesus or god a whole lot yeah um she doesn't either she doesn't mention jesus or god like because uh i think when i was first introduced to her it was you say was her big song or i do one of those songs and it shows sound like Adele almost, mm, like, yeah. Like just like he's like this was more of a ballad song, and she does this big, you know, big voice, you know, big, you know, great, great singer. And I was saying, okay, who is this? And you know, again, colored Christian or you know, spiritual, whatever. Uh, but uh, but there's those like I said that kind of 
like technically i guess they're christian but then again their music could technically be anything yeah like you know but uh as far as like hers you know i you know i like it i liked it better than like like normal contemporary christian music which i which i would say she's almost like on the on the edge of like kind of like yeah taylor swift was like country pop right like one point in time she's almost doing the same thing almost like for me almost like christian pop kind of like yeah like a border between the two yeah no i'm with you dude i, I guess that's why I like um okay there's a there's a mark martell's uh a christian group that uh he he great gained his notoriety with uh as was called a, a Christian group called Down Here, and one uh, one thing, and I do listen. To, I you know after I become a Martell fan, I did listen to some of it, and it's not bad. There's there's some stuff that I do like, um, and it goes back to what you just said, and I've never thought about it till now, but I think I don't mind it, and I like it because it's not uh, we love you, God, God, you're the greatest. Yeah. Like it, it's not you know it's singing it's singing about like the songs have stories. Uh, and they might tie into Christianity or what have you, but there's stories in the songs and I, maybe that's what it is. Maybe in a lot of the Christian music, there's not these stories that we're used to or what you, you know, we like. And, uh, and maybe I didn't realize how much I do like the stories and songs, uh, until now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, but it goes back to, uh, you know, me and Matthew joke all the time. Neither one of us are a new age country fan, um, in a, in an area where, you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not the music for me uh, because I like pop music. I like old country. Um, so it ain't country in itself. And it's not because it's going kind of pop, which it has. It's more the I live on a dirt road and I drink beer yeah. and there's a pizza hut in my town and we have a football team. Yeah, you know, uh, high school football. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh... I saw I, I saw a guy, a, a comic. Gosh, I wish I had sent it to you. Or maybe you sent it to me. I, anyways, there's this comic. Uh, come across my Instagram feed. Did you see that he's picking on Eric Church? I sent it to you. Okay. Yeah, there's a comic uh, who was picking on Eric Church. He was talking about how to sing an Eric Church song or write an Eric Church song. And my guy, people, yeah. it's so funny. You yeah, could probably yeah. Google that. Yeah, I think he said, uh, um, start with something, well, pretty much a bunch of gibberish. Yeah. And then even with something very American. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's almost the same with all of them country music it's the but, same formula yeah, it's just the, yeah and, you know like i said in, in some of these group like groups like like again like genres they mm-hmm. kind of get stuck in that but pop is more varied just because there's pop is technically anything yeah popular you know really yeah um but like christian music contemporary christian anyway is pretty much the same thing where it's a lot of it's again god and jesus which is great yeah no doubt which uh uh, but it's but still this is like it's almost like again they all sound the same really could be anyone. so I, i'm gonna say probably something unpopular here i think that christian music is great uh it, especially if you need to be inspired um you know what i'm saying like like yeah. uh and of course we all need a kick in the butt if you're a christian we all we're all sinners and we all need that kick in the butt but um i'm not gonna get it from listening to music I'm going to get it from opening a Bible or studying some sort of devotion or something, uh, going to church. It's yeah. not going to be for my radio. It's just not, you know, now yeah. I, I, my emotions, uh, from other kind of music, it might be my kick in the butt, but, it, but it's because of the stories and the way uh, uh, the music makes me feel, but it's not going to be from Christian music. Yeah. But also 
off track, but gosh, you've just opened my mind to this, man, because uh, I hadn't really thought about these things the way that we were talking about it today. Um, I'm not like a big fan or anything, but I think now that Morgan Wallen's pretty big because he does it. Uh, maybe he's, he's not as bad to me for some reason. I'm not a big fan of like how he incorporates like hip hop sometimes into his music, yeah. but his lyrics are not that bad to me. I actually like the guy's lyrics. He's not talking about his dirt road most of the time. Most of the time his are about women. And I do love that in country music. That's what I liked about old country music. Um, that's what I like in a lot of like my, mm-hmm. my rock music and everything. I do like the, the especially you get a good ballad about a, a man or woman. Those are always great. Um, but yeah, man, I going back to her, um, I thought she was talented. I thought she was very talented. I thought she's very attractive. Um, and she just seems like she's got a million dollar smile and a and a million dollar uh talent and you know, um well, this day and age that's not that much, but I guess it's like saying the the six million dollar man, like <laughs> it's not that much. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um what's well, the like I said, uh, she's a great singer and like I said her music did stick out because it is I think it's so good because technically it could, you know, you can listen to it with like an unbiased, un, sure. an unreligious ear and still hear yeah. like it could be about anything. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously there are those that if you're Christian, oh yeah, the thing she's singing about God. It's just kind of like, you know, she's not saying it explicitly. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, so I think that's why she's very popular. I know she's working on a new album, so I may have to review it sometime when yeah. it comes out. I don't quite know when. Um, it's coming out soon but. yeah we'll have to do that man and i will say this i do want to say this it is good when you have people like her that become that get you know uh that get pretty big and doing what she's doing um because it does like i said i that might be not the way i get my influence but there are people out there that she might reach uh with the message and i and i do love that about her so yeah yeah i can yeah so um which it's it'll be interesting to see, like, well, because you know, if she's uh like these these almost crossover acts that almost like go between two genres or like fully commit to one, you know, like if she would still like if she was like a legit pop singer, mm. like only pop, yeah, how would she do? Yeah, because like I know I already kind of mentioned Taylor Swift, you know, in country in the country world, she was pretty big, right? Probably not the main, maybe not the biggest. She was like, I don't know, top three most popular when she was actually doing country stuff. Uh, now she's probably the biggest pop artist artist in general in the world, mm-hmm. literally. Um, you know, so you know, these crossover acts might be interested to see what you know if they're a big fish in a little pond, yeah, or if they are a big fish in a big pond, and if they ever do crossover, but uh. Anyway, yes, yeah, so again, that was Lauren Daigle. So, so again, check her out. She's, you know, do do that. Th- that's your kind of thing. Um, so, uh, so uh, the preface, I would say, uh, the topic hit us it, with it because it because it, it, uh, I texted you all because last night I was um, driving to get something to eat. Um, it's probably late at night by myself, and I was listening to. Um, uh, well, Spotify makes a different playlist for you. So it's, chill mix is what it was called so i was listening to it a song um an older song came up uh the group called the civil wars i know mm-hmm. i mentioned and uh taylor swift they did a song back in the day called safe and sound and um the civil wars real quick is a brief history uh, i was a big fan of, fan of theirs probably they broke up like 10 years ago but i was a big fan of theirs probably six or seven years ago i got into them after the fact um 
But uh, yeah, big fan. They had a nasty split. They haven't really done anything together since. And then um, the last thing they did was probably this song for the Hunger Games called Safe and Sound. Um, they did with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And there's a live performance, which I got inspiration of watching it last night when I was driving. Um, it was uh, probably, I think I mentioned it previously, one of the better live performances of any song I've heard ever, probably. It's really good performance. Um, but then I was on YouTube again, kind of after that. And I know Taylor Swift has been doing these re-releases of her own stuff. She's been recovering it. And there's a song and it was, I saw on YouTube, it said safe and sound Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so it's, it's probably just like her redoing it, but her on her own. Then I started playing it and it was in fact, the original group, the silver wars, except for they weren't, yeah, evidently they didn't record their parts together. They did it separately because, like I said, it's still it gets nasty between them. Right. But it hit me because, like, uh, emotionally, because I, I didn't really think I would hear them together in any kind of sense, like a modern day type of thing. All, all, you know, that old stuff is all I had. So, anyway, they recovered it. And it was interesting to hear a song by an artist that I guess you wouldn't necessarily think you would hear anymore. Right. Because they're, you know, they sang it differently. They they sounded their voice their voices aged, it was a different feel. It hits you differently. Yeah. So I got inspiration for a long way to say this. So um, with that in mind, think because um, again I pose it to you today. Um, I guess what were to be some groups that if you can maybe see today, not in their prime, like an aged version of that group that you would probably didn't think you, that you would ever hear or see again. So like, uh, I think I mentioned it, opened it up to live or dead just yep. to make it a little bit more fun. Yep. But, uh, I saw a group that you wouldn't think you would ever see again. You see it live, like an older version of them live. So, okay. I took that and my brain went into the, my brain went to the dead part a lot. Okay. Yep. So, so the first thing that popped in my mind when you said that, and here's what drew me in on this topic. Uh, so, if you're at home, uh, you know, you're riding on the road right now, picture this. You go to see Queen. Uh, you've got Adam Lambert. He's killing it right now for Queen. Those guys are in their 70s, and they're better than ever. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing good stuff right now. And, uh, you know, he opens the show. He does uh, – well, I, want, I he does the stuff. And then there gets to be a middle part in the show, and he announces a friend to come out and help him sing a song. And he gets Bowie out there to help him sing Under Pressure. And that that's where my mind went this. Like, think about Adam Lambert and Queen with David Bowie going out there and them doing Under Pressure. And that's the first one that's popped in my brain that I was just like, this would be a really cool thing to see. Of course, uh, if you're familiar at all, you know that we lost David Bowie uh, over a decade ago, I believe. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, a few years. Let's been. see. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look this um, up real fast. Um, David Bowie has been gone for, sorry guys, I, my brain does not. You know what? It's only been about um, seven, eight years. Well, getting close to 10. But anyways, yeah, he died in 2016. But uh, think about how cool that would be. Yeah, because like, it would be interesting because I know he didn't really do a lot of performing live up, I believe, nope. when he, like, before he passed. Nope. I don't, I don't like, you know when the last thing he did. Well, he, re- he released that song with that kind of, almost spooky music video because he passed like right, right. after it seemed like um but you advance to see his voice well i thought you were going to mention the one i'll probably going to bring up now freddie like oh, yeah. bringing up like a aged freddie mercury with queen and you want to throw david bowie in there like hearing like which is weird because 
because I, I well i went i do have some newer artists that just broke up yeah that, you know they obviously aren't dead uh-huh. we'll get there but um it's weird to make me think about freddie in a, like a tense where like a modern day oh yeah sense where it's like where what he would sound like oh yeah today, like this older freddie you know because we obviously heard pretty much all we have is freddie almost in his prime right? yeah you know well, he what he died in his early forties, right? Forty yeah, something, pretty much. Yeah, he's roughly his prime. Yeah, I mean, you know, no doubt. Uh, I, I would just think that would be like, like I would, I would think his voice would still hold up. Oh gosh, like, it yeah. wouldn't be like the same. It'd be like a, I don't know, maybe like a like an opera singer on those ages kind of right. type of thing with him. Well, so so two things. One, I want to say I didn't use that one because that was um, that was Matthew's example to me, and I yeah. figured that you might use it. But the uh, yeah. but that would be my number one, of course. Um, but I, I'd like to think, and of course you're talking to uh, two diehard uh, Queen fans, but I would like to think, and I really believe this, that Freddie Mercury. Uh, Yes, it would be different because, of course, he'd be an older man now. Uh, he'd be 71, 72 yeah, years old. So he'd be in his, yeah. you know, early to mid 70s. Um, but, uh, and well, let's just let's just take it and say he, he's still lived. Of course, he would have been, that means he'd be doing music the past 30 years and uh, he would have been aging. But, of course, he was a musician. He'd be doing music. I'd like to think that he would have been, uh, he would have reinvented his sound, not reinvented, but he would have adapted uh yeah. to the way he sounds as he got older and it would have been great you know and i'm trying to think of someone like ozzy's done that and i know i i'm not comparing freddie mercury to ozzy folks uh but you know what i'm saying those people who um i'll give you a good one um chris cornell chris cornell was uh sounded better than me at 51 years old than he did when he was 20. now obviously he couldn't do things that he did when, or maybe he could i don't know but um, he didn't do things he did in his twenties, but he, the things he did, he did it better. And it was more impressive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he got better. Uh, he got like maybe less good at other things, the things he could do, used to do. There you go. But then like, cause he couldn't do like, uh, what's that? Um, the song with temple of the dog. Oh yeah. Uh, All that we t- like back say hello to heaven or something. Yeah. Or, uh, or no, the, uh, uh, <laughs> you got me now, no, uh, folks. We we do uh, we do research here, so I'm looking this up while you talk. I didn't really think. I didn't think I was gonna think about Temple of the Dog. No, nobody Hunger does. Strike. Hunger, Hunger Strike. Strike. There you go. Um, I, but his but all that kind of background. I'm not yelling, but calling it yelling. Like he couldn't redo that when he before he died. Like yeah, or at least not sound that same way, but. As far as like the things he could do, almost like the lower volume stuff, mm-hmm. like he was a master at. The yeah. Past. So I, I think, yeah, you know, like you said, Freddie probably would have like changed slightly, uh, but I still would think he would have been like super fun to see, like, a lot of energy still. Um, yeah, no doubt. Well, you know something that always bothered me about the Temple of the Dog. I we're getting off top here. I just got to say this: the video for Hunger Strike. You have Eddie Vedder standing in a field, like, and you just got like, uh, like, what's what is it? It's like a, I forgot what kind of field it is, so what they're growing, but you just see like the the waving of it in his face, and and when Eddie Vedder sang, he's got like this smile, like it's weird, like Eddie Vedder, of course he puts a lot into. It. I'm not saying it's weird. He doesn't have a pretty sing face, <laughs> so and you yeah. just got this shit waving in his face, and it's just I've always thought it's kind of funny, so anyways but uh no dude that's definitely uh the case um 
so we, we okay so let me backtrack here because i want to stay on i make sure my brain i don't want to overuse one or use one you use all right so i said bowie uh and you and we, you mentioned the freddie mercury thing of yeah. course that would have been great and we got talking about freddie uh and and how that would be um what's one that you so uh so yeah so one of a group that it probably will happen eventually because this is a group that you know still alive everyone's still alive uh Set in sync. Oh, because it will be because uh, out of all those boy bands from the nineties or in eighties, they're one of the few that haven't done anything together mm-hmm. as far as like the original lineup. I mean, the Backstreet Boys are together. Uh, three, uh, uh, the uh, boys to men are still yes. are together. Um, uh, new new kids on the block are together. These groups that you know have done stuff together since in the name strength in sync. Probably because Justin Timberlake is obviously immensely famous now. They're the only ones that haven't done anything. So I would think I would be interesting to see them together, at least like maybe one off tour concert or something. Yeah. Because uh, I know it won't be something like long term they would do. But right. It'd be cool to see them come back together because I think it would. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if it would do like Guns N' Roses reunion tour numbers, but right. it would do something very similar, I would fair to say, at least like. Maybe a couple, a few million underneath it, but uh, right. I think it would do gangbusters. Oh yeah, so I said instinct would be good to see. Maybe like if they, you know, the original lineup got back together with Justin Timberlake and J.C. Jose and all of them. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Damn, I like that. All right, so uh, well, uh, just because I'm ADHD as crap, um, self-diagnosed. Um, I kept thinking about this. I don't think I ever give roses to this guy, but uh, he deserves them for me. Um, we got and what made me think about this. We talked about a little bit about Cornell Sound, Soundgarden, and Pearl Jam. Well, nobody, I don't think many people know this, but there's a guy named Matthew Cameron. He was the drummer for Soundgarden, the original drummer for Soundgarden. And I want to say it was like uh, 97 when Soundgarden uh, broke up. He joined Pearl Jam the next year. And then uh, he's been with Pearl Jam ever since. I think in, two, in 2010, when when uh, Soundgarden got back together, he was with Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, uh, and which is it's just you know that's cool, man. Like uh, you're talking about two of the best uh, bands of the last 30 years, and this guy was a, a permanent member of both. So uh, yeah, that's cool. yeah, it's very cool. And he's and he's one of those guys where like you don't hear his name much. Uh, but a very good drummer, but also he's a very recognizable drummer. And maybe it's just to me when you see him, you're like, Oh, that's that drummer. Uh, you know, I don't remember what band he's in, but that's a drummer for a band. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, uh, that was one that I, uh, something I was thinking about, but the first one, uh, the next one for me, one that I keep thinking of, and I really don't have no cool context to use this in besides just, um, th- this gentleman, um, he was in a band uh and he uh that formed in 88 um he died in 1996 and the band was big while he was in it and they still tour and they still do great for themselves as far as like uh concert sales and all that good stuff not putting out much music but um a guy named bradley Navelle of sublime 
because Sublime travels now with a guy named Rome. And I don't know his background or anything, but if you like go to look up Sublime tickets right now, you'll see it says Sublime with Rome. But um, there was a, yeah, like I said, Bradley Noel, he's their original uh, singer, um, died at 27, 28 years old, of course, um, way too young. And uh, right when they were in their peak, man, and they were doing so. It's called ska, ska punk, ska punk. It's S K A punk. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like they and they were doing. Sublime came in in the '90s and they were doing it. Basically, they're pioneers of it. You had them. You had the uh, Mighty Mighty Ballstones or whatever they're called, and uh, a couple of those bands in that time. Now I'm not as much a fan of this, uh, especially not of uh, Mighty Mighty Ballstones, but. Um, they kind of came along and uh, and and basically you're just mixing a couple of genres. That's really the definition of it. Um, but the reason maybe think of Bradley Neville is you see a lot of genres mixed and the lines being uh, blurred over the last 10 years of music. You'll see a lot of stuff, uh, you, you know, it might be a pop song, but it's on this channel with this style, this genre. And, uh, and I just think a guy like him, he was very talented. Um, he could sing the reggae stuff type of ska punk or whatever they call it, you know, however you say it. Um, he could do like, uh, they had some pretty melodies that, uh, Sublime did that he was good in, but I just, I think he would flourish. I would love to see that guy, um, had continued and, and, um, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him walk out on stage and do with them now, but random, I know, but that's just one that pops in my mind as well. Yeah, because they have a band of that sort of stuff. I know, like, Century, uh, the, Great song. The biggest, probably their biggest band. I don't know that was him. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, bands like Fish and Real Sublime. Yep. They can't say I'm a fan of those, but that is one that I did think of for the for the emphasis yeah. of the pods. I think those two, well, Fish and Sublime with Rome are still immensely popular. Right. So I think I would probably picture them as almost more of not the same vein musically as Chili Peppers, but like the same level of success, maybe. Yeah. As the Chili Peppers. Well, you're just yeah. It's it's like they they come they come up like uh you know same same time like as far as climbing the charts. As I know the Chili Peppers were probably a handful of years older, but but you know they come up together. I guess you could say right. Yeah, they're similar. All right. So uh, so that was a good one. So. Uh, Next one in line. So, so I'll maybe alternate with one where people have passed away. Okay. Uh, you know, because, uh, you know. Because I'm going to be throwing a lot of dead ones at you yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one that I think would be, and well, I, I should maybe preface, you know, since we're kind of like a quarter, halfway through our list. Because I, I was like listing off groups in my mind. And I was thinking, well, I wouldn't want to do them. Mm. because like this like so-and-so group because we've pretty much seen that already yeah kind of like what i want to see the original guns line up no i mean like i mean because they don't have Stephen aller and, and and or matt sorum right you know which he's not original but you know he's a was a key member of like a, what their, their biggest album pretty much um with you know pur, uh purple rain uh november rain uh under user what's it user user illusion yeah but uh we pretty much seen guns like at like a, their reunion mm -hmm. the, you know, me and matthew seen personally yeah. at the reunion yeah we did Winston salem first, baby their first tour yeah that's good uh, but like or uh black sabbath mm. we saw you know not the original lineup but we didn't, they didn't have bill ward out there playing drums but you know there's three quarters of the group so we know what that sounded like. Right. We don't. I don't need the original drummer to know what it sounds like. No. You know? So that's kind of the my like 
way I whittled the list down from like this group and group. But but this next group it is almost almost aligned because we know what the singer sounds like because he's very much still alive and still doing his thing. But half the group has passed away, so I, I like to hear it musically almost more than like with the vocalist because you know the group's Pantera. Mm. So and if you've seen the new Pantera lineup or any down or what's that group he had um, very. Um, that weed group, uh, Phil Anselmo had, um, uh, down. No, it was down, but there's another one. Uh, okay. Um, it went in a super, uh, super, super joint, super joint ritual. Yeah. So there you go. Super joint ritual. Yeah. Um, he has, his voice is pretty much sandpaper. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like nowadays. It's yeah. like on cheese grater. It's like, you know, I think the lower parts of his voice, like lower volumes, like it's still, interesting sounding i'll put it that way but the high notes he can't do right he can't do those anymore right uh but with a passed away you know uh dimebag and vinnie paul uh, of course rex brown's still alive i would like to see them maybe like a modern day that classic lineup because uh well dimes have been passed away he's been dead for over 20, about 20 years now yeah over that so it's um so you know we never saw like that group come back together right like in like a modern day like yeah kind of thing yeah um because i know vinnie paul's never going to do that right um of course he passed away but i would like to see like a maybe modern day aged pantera just to kind of see how this would sound yeah um because i know dimebag would still be able to play insanely well and vinnie paul was you know, yeah, he did other, you know, he's in other bands when he passed away. One of the best. Yeah. So I would, I would like to see an aged Pantera. That's a good one. Do like a, like a reunion tour. Unfortunately, you know, if there was such a thing like that happened. Yeah. I like that one, man. That's a very good one. That is one. I would definitely pay a lot of money to see too. Um, nice. Well, okay. So my next one, right. Again, going to another dead one. Um, of course, um, I've, this guy lived a long life uh i say long he still died young he was 50 51 years old but i feel like he died uh he died in 2009 um and i feel like it was right before this huge pot all these big stars and i don't know that he would collab but uh i like to think in my mind that we would have got a lot more of them collabing with all these big time people that's came over the past i feel like the 20 teens uh was a big year or a big decade for pop uh in general and just um i think michael jackson it would have been really neat to see uh if he would have collabed with any of these guys uh um that were that's came through over the last uh 10 plus years um you know just and off my mind i think of like bruno mars how much he reminds me of uh, michael jackson in a sense like um you know would there been anything there um so yeah man i, I that's just uh, randomly i know but that's one that i like to think uh would have because he was always good with other uh, musicians um, and I, I guess very uh, generous. And uh, so I thought it'd be kind of cool if uh, we were able to see that, man. Yeah. Like, his, like I said, I know he did tour a little bit. I know not the last couple of years of his life, but he did tour in the 2000s. Um, and obviously, he still you know, sounded great. You know, uh, it would have been cool to maybe have him like, be alive to be able to kind of, I mean, I think since he's passed away, the whole 
child stuff, allegedly, uh, is one that is not really talked about. Mm. But so I, also, I would I like to think if he was alive, it would almost be more buried, I would say. Sure. Like, because he would have been around well past those allegations and what happened, if anything happened. Right. Um, would, would have been thing, one of those things that I, I think if he was still alive, that stuff wouldn't even like, it would almost be like a race from history. Almost, yeah, because it would thing. either be, uh, I agree with you, because it'd either be, hey, this didn't happen, we've got it squared away, or... It would if it did. It would have been you know we'd we'd had some resolution to it. Yeah, it would have been those like of course nowadays with some allegations that come out and it ruins someone. Sure. Um, and now and I think with that sounds so long ago. If you're still alive, I would like to think it would have been one of those things that just wouldn't like I said it would have been like swept well into the rug and almost like deleted from history. Almost. Right. Yeah, I like um, to think so. So going to a group that uh, are still alive. Um, but they have um, pretty much ceased the group as far as like, I would say that their last bit of original music was in 2013. Um, talking about Daft Punk. Oh, they okay. split up a couple of years ago or yeah, a couple of years ago, I think of 2021. Um, they pretty much, uh, pretty much said they're not working together ever again. Uh, Cause it's a duo, obviously French duo. Um, very popular in the early nineties and the two thousands. They've, um, for a group that made a music mostly with computers and live instruments, the last album, uh, they're immensely popular. Everybody knows around the world or mm-hmm. robot rock or anything, get lucky. Um, but I like to see, because was, I would like to see this like to have had them kept, kept, kept going. Yeah. Cause, uh, their last album arguably probably influenced all this like retro funk pop kind of going on like with, with like, the Dua Lipa we talked about with kind of the disco sound she has. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, what's the group? Um, Silk Sonic, the R and B stuff that they, that they done last year. Um, the weekend and his kind of eighties influenced sound. Yeah. Uh, they kind of started all that arguably. Um, so I like to, you know, them kept going. Um, and obviously, you know, things could happen, but sure. I'm not really holding my breath. Yeah, you know what? You hit on the head. The weekend is one of the ones I was thinking of. Michael Jackson. I couldn't put my very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was good. You know, I, okay. I'm gonna do a little bit of live, not really too much. Or there's some of this, but anyways, uh, one that's always stuck out to me um, that I wish would have had a happier ending. And maybe it just, I guess, it depends on who you ask, man. Maybe it is the happiest of endings. I don't know, but I wish that Led Zeppelin. Uh, would have a like because uh, for me personally, and maybe this is just me, and many others don't feel this way, but um, I feel like the last their last thing was a bad taste because I know like uh, you go back to like uh, Live Aid, and apparently if you you know, and I don't think it's common knowledge, but I think if anybody does a little research, they'll realize that it was a very good uh, uh, showing for them, you know um that they were rusty and they didn't do well and it was just it was a rough deal um but i've always felt like uh, it would have been cool to see uh them have some closure uh not closure i guess us fans that have some closure people who like music and want to see but just like a maybe a final deal where they got together and they put on a really good show and then they go out that way because um you know and i know obviously we'll see uh, bonham's gone um and uh Jimmy Page is still with us, isn't he? 
Okay, everybody else still alive. Um, and obviously, Bonham's, to, to me, the best uh, out of the group. And that's just my opinion. And obviously, I uh, sway towards drums more. But, um, but yeah, man, I, that's one to me. I just, I kind of always wish that uh, their uh, exit would be uh, a little bit more gracious. Yeah, and like it'll be, it'll be it will be cool to see a, an aged Bonham because he would oh, still be a monster. He'd monster still be like, like he'll be he'll probably be like a Neil Pert kind of sure. Guy. Like, well, she's still that way now. But of course, even though Pert up in age as an older older man, yeah, he was still a monster. Yeah, and Bonham would very much still be a monster oh yeah because bonham like and and so me and matthew we've made it clear on here um and this is one thing that i might i argue with some people uh uh sometimes they don't like that i'm not a bigger zeppelin fan um which i do appreciate the hell out of zeppelin but i you know it it is what it is we all come across and, and like what we like and don't what we don't but um i'll say this to anyone who listens john bonham's as good as they're come or they come uh, because the stuff he did was like, there was nobody before him doing it. It didn't like, Oh yeah. You know, you got these rock bands, I'm following their lead. And, and like the man came out of nowhere with his, his deal. So, yeah. um, you know, kudos. I, I loved, uh, John Bonham. I've, I've went back and that's one of the main reasons I've listened to as much Zeppelin as I have. But, um, but yeah, that, that would be just fantastic. I'd love to see him even at this point, it'd be really cool if they, uh, uh, and they can get his son, you know, his son's a good drummer. Yeah. Um, they can get him to, to do it. Maybe. I don't know, but I, I would just, I would like to see, uh, something like that with him. Yeah. Like, and like I said, yes, with us uh, speaking the hypothetical, if they were still alive, it would be cool to like, sit, see them because, uh, he was always really fun to listen to drum oh, wise. Yes. Honestly, better listen to Zeppelin for him than I'll see yeah. anyone else. Honestly, no doubt. Which is, uh, you know, sacrilegious among the Zeppelin fans. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So to do one of a, a group that I would say that, well, the the main artist is dead of the group. Uh, talking about Wham. Ooh. Um, which obviously, uh, being on the doc, the documentary from Netflix, um, us talking talk with George Michael immensely, you know, fanboys of him. He was great. Yep. Um, I would like to have seen a Wham reunion, which mm-hmm. like, I, did it never happen? No. Really. Not, well, no, I mean, he obviously just still sang Wham songs, but not, yeah, no. But seeing him like if he was still alive, seeing him and Andrew at least do like a one night show. Um, I know because they would, he, George probably wouldn't want to do a tour of that, right? But like a one night show of you know Andrew and you know George Michael and get back out there and do all those old songs. Uh, I that would have been that would be so fun. Uh, I, I, I like to see them like if that was you know. If that could have happened, I would sure. love to have seen it because, um, like I said, uh, you know, George still sang great, uh, you know, and older voice. So, so it would be interesting to see him and hear him sing um, those very youthful, almost boy band pop songs mm. in this older man's body. Yeah. Which is pretty much something that they didn't want. That's why they split up in the first place. Right. But uh, but still, I, I think if they, if, you know, if George was still alive, that's something that probably would happen. Yeah, at least once maybe. Heck yeah. Or maybe well, if he was alive for the Hall of Fame, he would probably, they would probably do it then, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so again, Wham was mine. So yeah, that's uh, a good one. A lot to see, you know, another world. Of, uh, oh my God! Can you imagine the the fifty year old the uh, fifty year old women? Uh, that would yeah. be. 
Uh, oh my God, that'd be awesome. You know, one of those take you back uh, moments for, for anybody who was a fan of theirs during the eighties uh, stretch. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, my next one, I, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm just going to say this next artist because I have no clue what they'd be doing now. They'd be doing music, of course, because that's what's in their veins. But, um, I want you to think about this, uh, as I say it, paint this picture, Kurt Cobain lives, um, you know, rock changes. I mean, it just, I mean, that's just what music does. Music changes. Um, you know, that's uh, part of life, but, uh, that grunge, it, it just, it wore off. Um, but I cannot picture Kurt Cobain, uh, to me, if, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, and I almost said gun to head, but that would have been a bad time. And, um, gun to head, uh, I, well, I did it anyways, gun to head. What would he be doing? What kind of music I'm thinking like folksy. I don't even know, man. It's just like, uh, you know, guitar yeah. and, um, and, you know, maybe somewhat, um, speaking of Zeppelin, maybe some of what, uh, Robert Plant does. I, you know, I don't know. I have no clue what Kurt Cobain would be, what kind of lane he'd be in. What do you think? Um, it's hard. It's, I mean, cause I almost think he's also stubborn enough to like keep being grunge for, you know, yeah. like, I was thinking, or at least, you know, I maybe. almost think he would probably just quit like putting out music probably too like that's fine like honestly that would probably be what it's probably like, right probably what would happen like, they would have kept going for a few more years and yeah they would either would have split up because dave not yeah not dave uh, well dave and uh you know kurt got into it or something you know <laughs> yeah and kurt was a little bit of an asshole yeah uh you know which ask who was who do you who did you feud with was that axel rose axel rose um, so yeah, so they didn't get along to so ask, 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 <laughs> you had it right the first time. Yeah. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> Axel, I don't think they ever got in a fight. He would have kicked. Oh, he'd Kurt's beat the hell out of Kurt. Yeah, Kurt and then, yeah, Kurt wouldn't have threw a punch because it would be, uh, you know, fascist to punch. Uh, <laughs> but no, the thing about it, uh, is that Kurt would probably be, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking like this. You wouldn't ever hear anything about him because, like, he'd be so rich, and he wouldn't, like you said, he wouldn't record. He'd be like, uh, wouldn't do music, and then all of a sudden, you'd like uh, open your Twitter or something, and you see where Kurt Cobain um, glued himself to a painting with some activists for climate change or something, well, something like that. I, or you, oh, I think you'll probably come out with like a young band. Like, it just hit me like a star crawler. Oh, I think he would have been like a big fan of them. Oh, like the yeah. Whole kind of live show they do mm -hmm. all the blood and the, that's a good point. Gore. So I think like he would have been almost like almost a kind of a Bowie kind of a esque figure where he would probably put out some things randomly. Like, yeah. Like out of the blue. Yeah. But it would be solely like I'll probably say maybe still rockish, but yeah. Um, but still, I would have think, you know, it would have been one of those that. Uh, he would pretty much do what he wanted to do. Of course. Pretty much fucking about it. Else. Yeah, well, think about, uh, off topic here, but think about Cobain singing Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if they are, you can. You, well, that's uh, true. Uh, you, you actually can nowadays. If you're a fan, make that happen. Send it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I, well, I'm not a fan of the group, but I'm almost like one of those I have to say because okay. they're so big. Might as well say the Beatles. Yep. Uh, you know, because, you know, they're, I would say, probably one of the more influential artists sure. ever, other than, I don't know, Michael Jackson, by number two. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, with, uh, well, they could bring back uh, John Lennon and the original Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. um, you know, bring back the, you know, that, the original band, uh, and George Harrison, you know, uh, kind of have them, uh, I was joking about the original Paul McCartney, obviously, <laughs> oh, or am I? Uh, anyway, or is he? <laughs> yeah. So the like having the original group. Well, again, I I, I think it would have been like an ego situation with them, mm-hmm. where like the Eagles split up in like uh, 1980, yeah, 1981, and then they got back together in like the early 90s, right? And pretty much like started touring again in the 2000s. Yeah, I think with it probably would have been something a bit like that where they would be the Beatles still split up. But they would have got back together eventually, right? Or even if it was like a reunion tour type of thing, yeah. Like I was like, if there was, uh, of course, John Lennon and George Harrison lived, I would think that's probably what would happen. Like, uh, like I think. Or did music... McCartney live? Well, yeah, that's to be, that's to be uh, discovered. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't, I don't even know if they were releasing new music. Yeah, really. I think it yeah. more like one of those they uh, would just kind of keep on. Like doing reunion shows, maybe. I wouldn't think they would turn into a kiss where they just like put out <laughs> like their reunion tour is fifteen years long, right? But uh, yeah, I think they would they would have got back together eventually. I think the Beatles that would have been interesting to witness. Yeah, no, I like that one. Very good one. I think that I think anybody who thinks about this topic that we're doing tonight very long, um, at some point they're going to come up. There, you've got to bring the Beatles in this conversation if you're able to. Uh, snap your fingers and uh, and be able to see anybody come back or, or you know, any kind of combination. Uh, the Beatles is going to be on everybody's list at a certain point. Um, but yeah, uh, my next one um, as uh, one that I'm not I've never been a fan of. Um, but I, I again, it's one of those like Cobain, you, you know, I want to my answers is peak of how they'd fit in in music um af- on after the 70s especially even though they died in the uh in the first of the 70s um Janis Joplin I would love to uh see what uh how that how it you know the, her career trajectory goes um because I you know Joplin's got like uh, I'm not going to say say Joplin's got some huge songs that we all know and love mm-hmm. but um you know, things change. Of course, we mentioned that earlier. Like, what would her sound have been like? Because uh, to me, she wasn't that great of a singer. Um, with all due respect, she just, you know, her singing voice isn't um, didn't do a whole lot for me. But I'd love to see what she like get to the eighties, and because she'd still been young, she'd still been, uh, I think, thirty seven, thirty eight years old in nineteen eighty. I think she died in seventy, but and she was part of the twenty seven club. So um, yeah, get to the eighties. What does she sound like? You know. Yeah, that would, that would have been uh, interesting to hear because I don't picture her in eighties music no. at all. Like it's almost oil and water. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine her having that synthesizer and like the the yeah, fake drums and? Like, <laughs> well, because I, I know with like the because not that she sounds like uh, what's, the, what's the what's the artist that got inducted this going to be inducted a this pregnant year? cat? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The the, the <laughs> artist that's going to be inducted to the Rock and Hall of Fame this year. Ugh. Um. The song, big song from Stranger Things. Oh, uh, uh, Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Yeah. Like, not that she would have done a Kate Bush type of musically. Right. But I think it probably would have just been strange music. Like, sure. Like, a little unconventional, not traditionally, well, the 80s were unconventional in general. But, right. like, her, like, raw voice probably would have 
like I think it would have probably adjusted to maybe okay. to like eighty sound. But uh, to finish off my list. Uh, I, I um, finish it off. Um, this group it could still happen because they did get to do a reunion in uh, seven and eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, they're still all still alive, all relatively still young, probably sixties. How fair to say for all of them, sixties or seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the police. Yes. Um, of course, Sting looks like he's forty. Yep. Even though he's probably seventy, uh, which I don't know how old they are really. They got started in seventies, so they're probably about sixty or seventy. Seventy sixty. But uh, Pink still Sting still looks good. Seventy one. Good. Um, Stuart Copeland. He still puts out music. A little not traditional rock music anymore, mm-hmm. but um, he still puts out music. I can't say I know what Andy Summers to the sync the, the guitarist is doing. Um, but I would, but I would like hopefully one day they'll do like a show or a union. Um, because I think they there were a bit a big influence on a lot of the synth wave groups that mm-hmm. I kind of listen to. There's definitely uh, like a like a you know, a big influence on some of those groups. Right. Um, and I would think that's kind of this eighties revival that's going on. Uh, hopefully maybe they get the bug to do something. Yeah. Um, so as far as like a group that kind of like the, kind of the sparked the, the kind of the point of the silver wars, this group that's sure technically could come back together. Probably won't the police. I would like to think could come back together and just, I would like to maybe hear them. Yeah. As a, as an older group doing those, you know, again, the songs from the eighties and seventies. Well, it could happen. I did a little research, uh, cause they're all still in good shape. I know sting and, and summers, of course, they are both 71. Uh, oddly enough, Stuart Copeland is 80 years old, but he looks great. Oh yeah. You um, tell. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he, uh, I'm sorry. I, excuse me. I'm sorry. Copeland, uh, so, uh, Summers is 80. Copeland is 71. Uh, okay, um, okay. But, but yeah, Cope or Summers looks great for, for uh, 80. And he also, uh, apparently, he's collaborated with a lot of, does a lot of film scores and stuff. Oh, um, nice, and nice I guess he does that. photography, which is his big thing. So, yeah, man, that would be a great one. Like you said, that one's actually, um, you know, that could happen, and if, yeah. which is rare for some of the ones that's being mentioned tonight. Um, but, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I, you know what? My last one for tonight um, – this is uh, one that uh, I've always been a diehard fan of, um, and I uh, think that a lot has changed since this guy's passing, uh, which has been almost 30 years ago. But this guy, uh, music still hits today, um, and it's never uh, went away. But um, Tupac Shakur, uh, Tupac Shakur was, uh, you know, it seemed like he lived an eternity um with all the music but he has uh been put out under his name but tupac was only in his mid-20s um you know somewhere in there he might have been 27 i don't know i think he was like 26 years old when he died but mm-hmm. uh tupac would be 53 years old today um and raps changed a lot um Definitely. the attitudes changed the the sound you have what's called now trap rap uh, which is a big thing these days there's a lot of uh a lot the the tone like that there's they're whispering they're um i don't know and i of course you're talking this is this white idiot explaining hip-hop to you guys but uh anybody who knows music knows what i'm talking about but tupac um he kind of uh he's like the the bridge between like that old 80s hip-hop and to the stuff today uh where he fits both uh, uh you know both lanes but uh his stuff it's still as relevant today as it ever was. I think Tupac would be, uh, if he 
chose to be would still be the man uh, for the last 25 years. Um, and it would have been interesting, which he would have probably been one as talented as he was and uh, and the kind of human being he was. I think Tupac would have done a lot of other things, good things outside of music. Um, so, uh, but it would have been awesome to see Tupac hit the stage, uh, you know, at a, um, you know, concert with, I don't even want to say with young artists because I don't really care for the rappers now, the rap yeah. music now. Um, but you know, I'm sure there'd be something that, that I would dig, but yeah, that's my list, man. A lot of dads and you had a lot of great ones. You had some yeah, that, uh, uh, that could happen. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, the ones that could happen. And I think the biggest one that probably out of all of these would happen is insane. That's they're no, all no. like 40. All you know, a lot younger than hell when some of these groups split up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so again, got, got got some inspiration. So I figured uh, that was good. Yeah. Being good, so it almost ended up more of a wish list of mm-hmm. what would happen with some of these groups. But also, like an old Freddie, that would have been super interesting to hear. No doubt. Um, unfortunately, we won't. Yep, uh, that's true. So uh, very true. Uh, what you uh, got, got anything new? Yeah, man. So I'll just give you uh, nothing new this week listening to, um, but I've been listening to some old, the some oldies that um, have popped back and been I've been playing a lot here lately. Uh, one is after last episode, um, I went down this lane for whatever reason. I've been listening to some more Firehouse again this week. Broke out my Firehouse uh, playlist. Um, Winger, Hungry. I forgot how good a song that was. Uh, that's been one I've played a bunch this week. Um, and the only song that I've never heard that I've had played a lot this week um, is uh, an old song from 1974 by Sly and the Family Stone called Time for Living. Uh, and so I watched a show on HBO called Winning Time with uh, it's the rise of the uh, Lakers dynasty. Uh, very good show. John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss. Anyways, um, very good show. The first episode of the new season came out. I watched the other night, and this song was in it, and uh, it's, it's stuck to me ever since, man. I've listened to it probably three or four or five times in the last three or four days. Uh, got it on my playlist in my library now. Great song, uh, but that's the only one I've got. All right, so I have a couple. Okay, uh, hit me with it. New to me. Um, so these are not new by no means. This is part of the – a couple of these were from that chill playlist uh, I was listening to last night on Spotify. Um, a song called Daydreaming by No Worries, Anderson Pack, and Knowledge. So I guess three of those guys. Um, uh, so it's definitely a very chill R&B, mm-hmm. great solo, um, good song. Another one is Frank Ocean with a song called Super Rich Kids. His channel Orange is the album. Um, again, uh, very kind of uh, cool R&B. Like I said, just kind of came on at random. I don't listen to any, either one of those artists really, uh, but those songs stuff with me are you know pretty good. Nice. And like I said, I do recommend like a, kind of going back to the topic, the Safe and Sound uh, recover. I would say the uh, Taylor them did. It's very good. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's my recommendation. I would say. Nice, nice. Well, do we while we're wrapping us up? Do you got anything you want to do for homework this week? Um, anything off the top of your mind? Well, I can choose. I'm going to go to the new rock charts. Yeah, let's do rock, that. We ain't done that in a while. Rock parentheses. Um, to figure out kind of what is, uh, you know, what's considered rock nowadays. To see if we like it potentially. All right. Um, we're going to do it at random. Um, okay, so this is uh, interesting because uh, I think we both know his big song. 
but uh, not anything else. Hosier, Hoser, Hoser. He used to take me to church. So they oh, yeah, okay. So that artist, um, so I will learn how to pronounce his name for next episode. Yep, we'll know it. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so Hosier. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Talk about that. All right, so you heard our homework. We're going to have a great uh, a great topic for you as always. Um, so we'll be back with another one, guys. Appreciate you listening as always. Uh, it's been a great week of uh, downloads. Keep it going, baby. Keep it going. But anyways, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.